Disclaimer, this was filmed before the Summer Leadership Conference happened. What's up, Key Club? My name is Tia Gue, and I am the New England and Bermuda District Secretary for Key Club. So, just to tell you a little bit about myself. So, as you guys know, I am the District Secretary. I'm part of Division 17, which is in which is most of the um, Connecticut places, and I'm part of Sunnington High School Key Club, which is Sunnington is a town in Connecticut. Um, just to give a few interesting facts about me, I really love to do competitive CrossFit. You know, I love like weightlifting, all that. And I also really love to run. I do cross country at my school and I like to run pretty long distance. I mean, they're not that long distances, but like they're long for me. <laughs> um, Like 5.8 miles is what I run every day. And then once a week, I run seven miles. But we're not here to talk about me today. That was just to give you some background info on like who I am, um, in case you were wondering. Which I don't know who was, but in case you were, there's that. But what this is is this is a podcast about that'll just ultimately it's just an easy way of communication. So I know that there's the YouTube channel, which you should definitely check out, the district YouTube channel, a lot of interesting stuff on there, a lot of helpful things um, that you should definitely check out. So please do that. It's called New England Bermuda Key Club. So please go to YouTube and check it out. Watch some of the videos. Um, but this is just an easy way of communication, this podcast. Um, you know, it can be listened to at any time of the day. You know, folding laundry, doing the dishes, fold, uh, running. I... Like I said, I love running. I used to listen to podcasts every single day. Um, if you haven't watched Emma Chamberlain's podcast or listened to Emma Chamberlain's podcast, Anything Goes, definitely watch it. It's super interesting. I actually really like the topics. Um, so they can be listened to at any time of the day. So that's just something that's kind of a pro about podcasts. You know, you just put your headphones in and just do your own little thing. And, you know, even when you're working on work, that doesn't require like a lot of thinking you just need to like do simple stuff if you're working on key club work <laughs> listen to the podcast um and podcasts are all just generally just more straightforward you know they can just be you know there's no video that you need to watch you know they're just straight to the facts and that's what i'm hoping is that like this is more like effective way of getting information just straight up right you just listen to it and you just get the information and then also, this is just more fun and casual. I know that the YouTube channel has um, like a script that people read off of, which is great. And I think that that's a great form of communication as a way for people to like get in for like so that they don't do exactly what I did there, stutter. <laughs> they could just read right off and it's really just an easier way to listen to, I guess. But these podcasts are just more fun and more casual just so that people have that opportunity where it's not so much of a huge stressor it's just sort of something to do for fun and to listen to for fun it doesn't sound as scripted so that's kind of why it started and I think that this is just a great way to I think it's also interesting and there's definitely going to be the plan as of now is to do two podcasts per month so that's what we're going to do for now we'll see how it works again this is just a super 
casual way, um, nothing too crazy. But there's going to be two different topics featured each month. These could also be, there's going to also be interviews with key club student with key clubbers, um, to try to learn, you know, kind of what their school's doing, how they feel, uh, you know, how they've been affected by maybe COVID-19 and their service last year. And just to add some interesting aspects to it. So today's topic for the month of July, the first one for the month of July is summer service. So this is just, this episode is just going to be about different summer service ideas. I know that, you know, the main reason why I think this is a great topic to start off with is because people may not be able to come up with ideas and ways to get hours over the summer for their key club. And every key club is different. Some key clubs require you to get a certain number of hours. Some key clubs let you just do as many hours as you want. Some people require hours over the summer. You know, it honestly just depends. But um, even if it's you don't aren't required to get hours, I definitely recommend volunteering over the summer. You know, that's when you have the most time. Um, I know there might be a few exceptions where some of you might have a booked summer, but or if you're like away going on vacation, which I would be so jealous of. But if you're kind of just at home, you're kind of bored, you don't know what to do, service is a great way to come up with these just things to do. And it's really fun and feels really good. But people may not, may have trouble kind of like coming up with different ideas to do just because, you know, usually their key club might provide them with activities and service ideas. But if they don't, then you might kind of be lost in the summer. Like, oh, what do I, what do I do? Like, where do I go? So, and then volunteering over the summer is just generally more selective because it's for people who truly want to volunteer and who are eager to get involved in their community. I know at least this is how it is for my key club. Some people just do it just to get a number of hours that they need to graduate or that they need for their church or the need for National Honor Society. They don't do it because they genuinely love volunteering. But if you do volunteering over the summer, it just shows that you really truly, you know, like love community service and you really want to get involved. You know, it kind of breaks that idea that like you only need hours for a certain thing um or like location or club or something like that so ultimately that's just something that is just a note I wanted to add in there is that just for people who want to really volunteer and who are eager to get involved and many schools like I said earlier don't like offer volunteer opportunities in the summer so it's more difficult to find an opportunity that you're really interested in. Um, but with that being said, it also opens up things where you could do things that you actually are truly interested in and you really do want to volunteer. If your key club during the school year has only limited options, you're like, oh, I don't really like that kind of volunteering or I don't want to go to this or I can't with my schedule. You don't have to worry about that in the summer. You can kind of pick anything you want. Anything that interests you, what works best for your schedule. You can you know, a lot of times kind of pick when you volunteer, you know, within a reasonable and limited scope, but still. And, um, but the reason why I'm creating this, this episode is also because it could be more difficult. Like, what do you search up? Like, volunteering, like, in your town? Like, it, it might be hard. It might be difficult. So these are just some sort of ideas. And I will be explaining what the ideas are. So that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. And I hope you find it useful. And 
definitely please leave any questions or comments or feedback about this podcast um to me later on all right but before we get into that i'm just gonna give some reminders so we have the summer leadership conference that's coming up july 8th through 10th so make sure you go to that um if you can it's super super helpful there's a lot of skills that are going to be learned like how key club helps with real life service project ideas to bring back to your community that's always a good idea because again a lot of key clubs look for service projects effective peer communication so how can you communicate with your peers and your friends effectively how to set goals and create vision boards i think goals and vision boards is something that's really like good for your key club to have you know set a goal if you're trying to fundraise let's say you're trying to fund a well for thirst project your goal is to raise you know, $12,000, if you're a freshman, maybe try to say, I want to raise $12,000 by the year you graduate. Something like that. Um, or you could make it per event. So this at this fundraiser, we want to raise $500. It could be anything like that. Or it could be a long-term goal, like I said, with the Thirst Project thing. But that's really important because it gives you, your club some, like, measuring. Like, how well did you do? How well did you want to do? And it gives them something to reach for. Also, um, inclusive communication. So how to include everybody, different perspectives, Understanding health boundaries, and this is definitely with COVID-19, um, they'll be bringing some of that in. What the international key cl- international and key club international really means. So kind of like learning that, like the different countries involved and what does that mean for key club and stuff like that. Introducing Erica's Lighthouse, which is a new um, project that is partnered. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, how to get a date using key club skills. So that's kind of interesting, actually. Um, I think they're trying to put in like how you can use key clip in your daily life bystander intervention how to deal with difficult people that's a good one um definitely and i think they're going to also incorporate like key club skills involved with that um they're going to also talk about applying to college which is really great for all the seniors who are going to be seniors and then also all the other grades you can get get a jump start on kind of your college admissions and then other skills so definitely I feel like this is a really good um, experience, you know, although being virtual, I know it's not the same. I myself have not been to an international, a summer leadership conference for Key Club International because of COVID. And I would, of course, love to go. But this is, I'm like I said, I'm a senior. I don't even know if I said that, but <laughs> I'm going to be a senior. So I'm not going to ever get to go. But, or actually, I might get to go this year. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I might get to go kind of even though I graduated. I'm not really sure. But... That is that aside, <laughs> digressing, this is definitely a good experience, and I think that you should, if possible, try to attend. Um, so just the last reminder, um, being the district secretary, of course, I have to kind of plug these secretary reports. They're, the first ones are due October 10th, so you still have plenty, plenty of time. I just sort of wanted to put that on your radar just to make sure you kind of know, because sometimes the beginning of school year can be a little rushed, and, you know, you might forget. There's a lot of other things that you have to worry about and everything, so don't even worry, but just putting that on your radar. Maybe put it in your calendar or something now so you don't forget. Then that's for secretaries. All right, so those are all my reminders. So now I'm going to get into the summer service projects. So what our main topic is. So places to volunteer. So there's different kind of three things I'm going to be talking about, um, three different categories for service projects and service ideas over the summer um the first one 
is places to volunteer. So what places can you physically kind of go to, like drive to, to volunteer? And I'm going to be talking about events that are mostly in person. Um, I know every state is a little bit different right now, but I know if you've got the vaccine, then you should be able to not wear a mask. Um, but if you still don't feel comfortable, definitely um, reach out to me and I can come up with a list for you with virtual volunteering because that's still definitely an option. But just the ones I'm putting on today are going to be in person. I could always do another podcast about virtual opportunities. But the first thing is places to volunteer, like I said, places you can drive to, you know, once a week or twice a week, however, once a month even, and volunteer at. So these are places like the food pantry. So the food pantry, you know, almost every town or kind of county has a food pantry. This is a great way. They're always, the thing about food pantries is they're always looking for volunteers. They always are willing for people, they really want people to volunteer And this would include, you know, kind of stocking shelves, maybe assisting customers if needed, um, kind of taking inventory, all that kind of stuff. And again, every food pantry is a little different, so you could be doing other tasks. But generally, the food pantry is a great way to volunteer, and it's a great place to go. And they're always, again, like I said, they're always looking for people to volunteer. And you could even get some of your friends to do with you and go once a week and stock the shelves with mac and cheese or something. That's always a great thing, and it it can turn into a fun thing, too, like I just said. Um, So there's also the Humane Society. So if you're an animal lover and you really love working with cats, dogs, you know, any sort of animal, definitely try the um, Humane Society. There's, you know, maybe not one in your town, but there might be one in a neighboring town or not that far of a drive away. And you can volunteer with animals and help out with whatever they need. And this is, again, something that you could do once a week. Um, I think that's the best option, or you can, if you're a little bit more busy, bi-weekly even. And this is a great thing to do, especially if you love animals. This is something where you can just be in a place where you just feel really happy because you love working with animals. So I think that's a great place to volunteer if you like that kind of stuff. And this would include, um, I volunteered at a Humane Society for my key club one time, and it was, well, we actually planted um, flowers in the, and like kind of fix up the landscaping, pulled weeds, um, in front of it to make it look better, you know, like the outside of it, just make it look more nice for the summertime. So that was a great experience as well. And then we got to see the cats and everything. It was really great. So definitely feel free to kind of explore that and reach out and say, you know, are you looking at for any volunteers? So yeah, the next one is soup kitchen. So soup kitchens always sort of need people to help out similar with the food pantry so if you're a little bit you know depending on what you're interested in again and what your preference is soup kitchen food pantry similar thing um except soup kitchen um i know at my high school there's like a soup night where you actually get to serve soup to people who um need it so that's always fun and that could be something that your soup kitchen does look around they're around um I don't know the exact location of every soup kitchen in the district, but definitely try to see where the closest one is and see if they need volunteers. Um, the next one is hospitals. So hospitals, okay, if you're interested in the medical field or anything relating to you know medicine or being a doctor, a hospital or a nurse even, a hospital is a great place to volunteer 
because you kind of get that exposure, that experience to working with patients, working in that environment, working with other doctors. You know, you're not going to be helping any patients, of course, but you could be kind of maybe cleaning stuff or going through paperwork. You know, it all depends what they need at the time. But I think that hospital is a great place to volunteer, especially if you're interested in anything dealing with medicine or even science. You know, if you want to go into something with STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, that's a great place to go to volunteer because it, again, just gives you that exposure. You're all ultimately like, what's so great about service, community service, is that you're able to kind of cater to your own interests and career goals just and volunteering at the same time. So it's kind of like a win-win to me. Um, the last place that you can volunteer at, and again, these are just ideas. There's probably tons and tons more. But the fifth and final place I'm going to be talking about is the youth services. So not every town has this, but there almost every town has like sort of like a youth program or youth services. I know that in my town, youth services is sort of a place where you can help um, children with different various activities. And if you like working with children, um, this is a great opportunity again. And if you want to be something in that field, like in as a career, like a teacher or, you know, if maybe, say you want to work at a daycare, this is a great opportunity because, again, it gives you that exposure. So you're working with something that you like and you're volunteering. It just all, automatically just makes you feel good, you know. So I think this is a great opportunity. So if they have youth services in your town, definitely try to reach out, see if they need help. So just to recap, those are the five places that you can go to volunteer, which is food pantry, humane society, soup kitchen, hospitals, and youth services. You can go to, you know, any other local place like that um, in your town or in your region. But these are just sort of five ideas that I came up with. So the second category of summer service that I'm going to be explaining is fundraisers. Fundraisers, you can host any time of year. That's so great about them. You could host, you don't need to just be in school. A lot of people kind of think that you just have to be in school in order to host a fundraiser because that's the easiest way. And of course, that is easier, right? In a sense, because you get to just kind of put it over the announcements on the loudspeaker or put up flyers in your school. There's no other, anything else you really need to do. And then people will get excited about it and kind of start donating and whatnot. But during the summer, you could still, you could still do this. Um, you could still do fundraisers. You could still host them, and they can be even better. You know, if you think about it, because there's no kind of like restrictions if you just kind of host it on your own. So you could do a food drive. Food drives are always um, a help, and the many people think that you know everyone does a food drive during Christmas time and Thanksgiving, which is great. We everyone needs food during those times, especially just because of. You know, it's kind of a happy time of year. You want to make sure people are fed. Um, but not as many people do them during the summer, actually. it's. I actually was really surprised. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, you're right. Like, no one does it during the summer, especially when school's out. So if you do it during the summer, that just helps people automatically have a better, like, opportunity to... Uh, donate because you can 
Talk to your neighbors, your family members. Put it on your social media. Set up a donation box outside of some place. You know, if you don't feel comfortable putting it in front of your house, maybe put it in front of a local building and partner with them. You know, there's countless, countless ways you can host a food drive. Another fundraiser you can host is the summer. It's a summer clothing drive. Again, drives are not as common just in the summer, just because of the nature of people not being in school. So again, you could do the same sort of thing. Maybe partner with some sort of clothing company. It could be local or not, you know, depending on what it is, and have them set up a box outside of their business and collect summer clothes. Um, collect clothes. Uh, another thing is. Do a fundraiser collecting money for the international and district projects. The international and district projects still exist <laughs> during the summer. A lot of people do a lot of events for them during the year, which is great. I It's really appreciated, and I'm actually very happy. Um, I was district projects chair last year, and people did pretty well, actually, despite COVID and everything. So I keep doing that. But during the summer is another great way. You know, you can call friends and family members, maybe put a link to a fundraising to a online fundraiser on your social media, anything like that would be, you know, great for the international district projects and really truly help um, their cause. The last thing you could do is a bake sale. Do you have a sibling that maybe does a sport in the su- a summer sport? Or is there, again, a local business you can stand out of and maybe do kind of ask them if they're like a food company to stand outside and sell maybe homemade brownies that you made or something. Of course, you'd have to get approval um, and make sure that, you know, you kind of put allergy warnings and you get the right certification and all of that. But, you know, or you could even do a bake sale just in, with your family. Make, make, kind of make it fun, you know. I mean, I remember as a kid, we used to, like, make one of those sign. My, me and my sister, um, or my sister and I, sorry, used to make one of those sign-up sheets on, like, Google Sheets or Excel. And put, kind of give it out around to our family and have them kind of write their name and what they want next to it. And you would order, but deliver it to them and put a price on it. Just because it's more fun. It's kind of like a, you're doing a real thing. So um, definitely try, you know, try doing that. It might be fun, actually. Get your siblings involved. Get your family involved. The more people involved, the better. And the more people that know. And social media, again, is always a great way to spread the word. The last category I'm going to be talking about is individual volunteering. So what can you do? Um, Maybe at home or, you know, and just anywhere, really. You don't have to go to a place or you can or, you know, whatever. These are just kind of individual things you can do on your own. You don't need to contact anybody, really, um, in order to take part in them. So you can donate clothes or any items for that matter to a homeless shelter or like a Goodwill. You can donate those. Those are always a great thing to do, um, especially if you're cleaning out. You know, people, it gives you, the thing about, again, about this is that it gives you another opportunity to kind of do something good for yourself. You know, clean out your closet. That's always a great thing to do. You need to do that anyway. So might as well donate them to somewhere that needs them. Um, another thing is write cards for kids in hospitals. I do think that they really appreciate, you know, and you, if you have time, you know, you can make it fun. Gather your friends around. Make cards together. You know, that could be a really fun activity that you guys do. And you can go um, mail them, you know, put them in the mail, deliver them. 
or you can hand deliver them. <laughs> if you have a hospital near you, you know, definitely feel free to deliver them. And, you know, the kids really love that. Same goes for, you know, healthcare workers. You know, I know with COVID, they've all been working so hard um, to help people who've been suffering from the virus. So, you know, write cards for them. I know that was a popular thing. Write cards for veterans. You know, writing cards does not need to be a huge, like, big deal. Just take some paper, fold it up. You know, you don't even need to spend any money. Just take printer paper and some markers and just write nice notes in them. I think that's just a really nice thing to do in in general. And it doesn't really take that much time or effort. So, and it really would make a kid's day or a veteran's day or a healthcare worker's day just to see that card. Or if you have like an elderly home or a nursing home, definitely, you know, maybe do it there, you know, they, they would appreciate that, you know, they bring a really good smile to their face. And for me, bring a smile to someone's face is definitely worth it. Um, another one is take part in virtual events for the district and international projects. I know there's a ton of virtual events, um, going on. I know Camp Sunshine has a few this summer. Um, I know Thirst Project has their Legacy Summit. There's definitely others. So definitely go to their website and kind of look. And, you know, even if you don't go to a virtual event, maybe educate yourself on the district and international projects. If you have any questions about those, definitely feel free to reach out. I, Like I said, I was district project chair last year, so I do know some information about them. <laughs> um, so definitely take part in that. Just, to, you know, even if you, don't, you can't attend a specific virtual event, just educate, research about what they stand for and research maybe, maybe create a plan of how you can, you know, t- help them during the school year. You know, even just doing things like that. Um, The last thing is, you know, sporting events. You can volunteer at sporting events. I know that if you're, like, maybe your brother's uh, baseball game, they need someone to do the concession stand. Volunteer with that. And this is something that you don't really need to have a ton of approval for. Just volunteer. You know, if someone needs a hand, help out. You know, so it's just an easy way. And if you like sports, it gives you a good excuse to go to a game. So those are kind of the four main things you can do for individual volunteering. So donating, you know, clothes, writing cards, virtual events, and sporting events. These are ways that you can help out individually. So just to recap what we talked about today, there are three major places, I mean, types of volunteering. um, Places to volunteer, fundraisers to host, and individual volunteering. And again, there are probably millions of things you can do this summer that involve service. And I encourage you to explore further or if you have any other questions, definitely feel free to let me know. I will definitely appreciate any um, questions and I will gladly answer them. No question is dumb. (laughs) So please feel free to reach out. So I just want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. Again, this was the first podcast for our New England and Bermuda District Key Club podcast. So definitely follow at any D- Ned. Follow at Ned Key Club on Instagram. Um, that's our district key club. There's definitely updates that po- will be posted there, especially during the school year. So definitely feel free to reach out for that. And of course, I have to plug my secretary Instagram. So follow NEBD Secretary on Instagram. NEBD, by the way, stands for New England and Bermuda District. I don't know um, if there's any new key clippers listening. That stands for New England and Bermuda District. So um, 
obviously if you're a secretary definitely follow that even if you're not a secretary sometimes i'll just post random updates um so definitely feel free to look at that and stay tuned for any updates check your emails i know it's summertime you know just kind of maybe have two minutes of your day where you just check your email right before you go to bed or something like that um just to see to make sure there's nothing else being updated so our join me next time for our next topic which is how to get your key club motivated. And that's coming up at the end of July. So please feel free to listen to that. And I think this is going to be a great topic, actually, about how to keep, get your key club motivated for the school year and volunteering. So thank you again so much for listening. And please leave me any feedback um, about this podcast. I kind of want to know, you know, how you guys thought of it, if anyone even listened to it. Um, and you can email me at nebdsecretarytia at gmail.com um if you don't know again you can look in the newsletter that your ltg received and my contact information is there as well um so yeah thanks again so much and i hope you all are enjoying your summer having a great summer and definitely let me know what you think thank you so much and i'll talk to you guys soon